that victory belongs to you forever in Jesus' name. And because victory is yours, we enjoy supernatural victory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'll be preaching on the topic I've tied to complete victory. Complete victory. That is what God wants you to have and that is what you are going to have in the name of Jesus. By the time we come to December, it shall be your month of thanksgiving. My sincere prayer is that uh, December will be your month of thanksgiving. You will rejoice in December. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By the time we come to December, all of us, we have something to thank God for. We genuinely rejoice in the name of Jesus. Every Sunday, December shall be your month of celebration. Your month of thanksgiving. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thought that I think towards you, they are thought of good and not of evil. I will give you your expected end. December is your month of celebration. You will get there. You will thank God. Some of you are not saying amen. <laughs> are you tired? If you are not tired, say amen. amen. December, you will have something to celebrate in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thought of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Something to celebrate. Something to remember. We happen to you this morning in the name of Jesus. And by December you will celebrate. In the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 16 verse 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 16 verse 16 17 and 18. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me read verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bind in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I decree December will be your month of thanksgiving. This morning, you will enjoy complete victory. Yes. Celebration is for you in the name of Jesus. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And when I give you the kingdom of the kingdom, you are going to live life here the way you want it. Whatever you decree will be decreed for you. If you decree peace, it shall be peace. If you decree victory, it shall be victory. Whatever you decree will be your portion. He said, you decree air on earth and heaven will honor it. Whatever you decree this morning, ever we honor it. This month shall be for you your month of complete victory. December, you will celebrate. You will have complete testimony. This year will not go until you have complete testimony. In the name of Jesus. Say a material time. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a royal priesthood. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 You have been called But you are a chosen generation A royal priesthood A holy nation His own special people Turn to your neighbor and say I'm special I'm special to God 
So I must be special to you. I don't know what you feel about me. <laughs> but can't you see this? I belong to a special class. I am not ordinary. Come and shout hallelujah. Special people shout hallelujah. That you may proclaim the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. December, you are going to proclaim celebration. You will have a reason to rejoice. You will have complete victory in the name of Jesus. How do we enjoy complete victory? Number one, through divine recovery. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, don't fold your hand. Recover all. Pursue them. Recover all. Hallelujah. Recover all. Pursue all. Recover all. Pursue. Don't wait and the devil will carry your blessing away. And you are just crying like a small girl or a small boy. And say, the enemy is taking my sweet away. Pursue him and recover all. Recovery is what guarantees victory. Most of the time, the Lord has perfected his work and his plan. But the devil wants to steal from you. In Matthew chapter 19 verse 8, Jesus said, in the beginning it was not so. There were so many things that the enemy is dabaruing, scattering, distorting, affecting. But don't watch and say, the devil has taken it away. Pursue the devil and recover all. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. He said, you will restore and recover whatever the enemy has stolen away from you. Whatever the enemy might have stolen, it is your duty to recover. Joel chapter 2 verse 25 to 26. He said, I will restore to you what the enemy has stolen. If there is something in your life that you know that is shaking or the devil is trying to steal, pursue him and take it back. Take it back from him. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. David inquired from the law. Should I pursue the enemy? Will I recover all? And the Lord said to him, Pursue without fail, you will recover. Number one way to enjoy victory is by pursuing whatever the enemy has taken away from you and recover it. Maybe the enemy has taken away your joy. You're going to say, I will rejoice whether the devil like it or not. My month of December is my month of celebration and thanksgiving. I will not allow the enemy to take anything away from me. Under my watch, Nothing missing, nothing broken. I will pursue and recover her. David said, I was tending my father's flock and the lion came up thinking that he's a lion to take away the lamb. I pursued the lion, took the lamb away from his mouth. The lion turned against to fight me and I fought him back. Caught him by his bear, I tore the lion to pieces. He said, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. How did he do it? He did it by pursuing the enemy that want to take things away from him. Some of you are too gentle. And that is why you are wishing for so many things and they are not coming to pass. The devil want to take something away from you. Say, no, I'm not going to lose my job. I'm not going to lose my blessing. I'm not going to lose the grace that God has given to me. I'm going to pursue and I'm going to recover. And when you pursue, you will have victory. Say, I will have victory. Genesis chapter 30 verse 18. The Bible says, and David recover all. Verse 18 and 19. 
from verse 18 and 19. 1 Samuel, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 18 and 19. 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. So David recovered all. They are the Amalekite had carried away. David rescued his two wife. You will recover all in the name of Jesus. Whatever the Amalekite or the Philistine has taken away, you are going to recover. And nothing of this was lacking. Whatever belongs to you this year will not be lacking. I know some people are not happy. And the only reason why you are not happy is not because of any man. It's because of the devil. John chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come. That you may have what? Joy. And have what? Joy abundantly. If it's not abundant, the devil is stealing something. If the devil is stealing something, he says, no, you are not going to steal my blessing. Everything that you are trying to take away from me, I'm going to get it. And I guarantee you this morning, you will get it back. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring. Just pursue. Divine recovery is what guarantees victory. Divine recovery. Not watching like a mumu. Divine recovery is what guarantees victory in life. Every one of us has something to pursue. One man, I don't know whether he's alive or dead. He sang a song. He said, When a man is growing in life, uh, if something is not pursuing him, he's pursuing something. He said, If nothing is pursuing you, you must pursue whatever the enemy is trying to seal away from you. You must pursue it. You must not just be waiting and watching until the enemy scatter your blessing. No enemy will be able to scatter your blessing in Jesus' name. Nothing that was theirs was lacking. Raise your hands to heaven. Everything that belongs to me, I will not lack it. I won't lack prosperity. I will not lack good health. I will not lack good blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything that belongs to me, I will pursue. I will recover. Without fail, I will recover all. Can you say amen three times? When God gives you something, you pursue it. Second King chapter 1, verse 2. Verse 2, Second King chapter 1, verse 2. Second King chapter 1, verse 2, Second chapter 1. Therefore his servant said to him, Let to a young woman of a virgin be sought of the king. Let her stand before the king and let her care for him. Let her like, oh, this is not the place where I'm going. Maybe Second King chapter 2. Second King, Second King, this is first King. Put on Second King. Second King chapter 1. Second King chapter 1. Okay. Now as I fell through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. So he sent messenger and said to them, Go and inquire from Bar-Sebub, the god of Akron, whether I shall recover from this injury. When you get to read from verse 2 to verse 17, God was watching him and God was annoyed. And God said to him, is, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are asking unbeliever, you are asking a stranger, you are asking Babalawu, you are asking Ifa whether you are going to recover? He said, why don't you ask me? He said, because you don't ask me for recovery, you will not recover, you will die. That's how God feels. You know why God feels that way? God is a jealous God. If you are looking for recovery outside God, you lose the battle. Telling you, number one way to have victory is to seek recovery from God. No matter what you are going through, no matter what may be happening to you, 
seek recovery from God. God alone is the one that has the answer. And I know you may say, I've prayed, I'm not receiving answer. Don't go to an abalist. Don't go to a false prophet. Don't go to somebody else that is not God. Because when you are seeking recovery outside God, God is watching you. God said, tell him. He's not going to recover. The reason why I put fast truth over 17 is because this place is filled with stories. The man was going to ask for help from unbeliever. And the servant of God intercepted him. Say, go back and tell him that he's going to die because he's not seeking recovery from me. And the king said, who is the man that stopped you from going to where I sent you to? He said, a man that looked like this, looked like that. He said, ah, it must be Elisha. He said, take 50 soldiers, go and arrest him. 50 soldiers. And Elisha was sitting on the hill. 50 soldiers came against the man of God and said, man of God, come down, the king is looking for you. He said, if I be a man of God, let the fire come down from heaven and consume you. 50 of them were consumed. God is a jealous God. He sent the second troop. Why should the man of God say this kind of a thing? Come down. The king asked for you. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire again come from heaven and consume you. He sent another 50 soldiers. The third time. And this one knelt down. You are a man of God. You have killed so many people. You are killing thousands. You are killing 50. Please let my life be precious. And the life of my family. One me you. Alagba, please. It is the king that says you must come. Because of our time, that's why I'm giving you this story. He said, come and see the king. And the Lord said to him, follow him. He has honored you enough. So he followed him. And when he got there, he said, why should you prophesy if you're against me? He said, because you are seeking recovery from a strange God. Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are seeking recovery from another God? God is a jealous God. And God will never allow himself to be mocked. It seems as if you are losing. Still seek recovery from the Lord. My hope is built on nothing else. When you seek recovery from him, he will answer you. Without fail, you will recover all. When you seek recovery from a strange God, you lose that thing that you are looking for. And you also lose your life in the process. That is why divine recovery is number one thing that guarantees victory in the Lord. Divine recovery. Divine recovery. Divine recovery. Second Kings chapter 5 verse 1 verse 2. The Bible said there was a man that was noble, mighty, but there was a but in his life. He has leprosy. The Lord has wrought so many victory, but yet it's not complete. And in verse 3, a house guy said, if my master will go to the God of Israel, this leprosy will be removed. And the man of God said to him, go and dip yourself in pool of Jordan seven times and you recover. Somebody advised him. He obeyed the Lord and the Bible says his head, his skin was recovered like that of a baby. Put it there. Second King chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. When you obey the Lord and you seek the Lord for recovery, he will heal you. Put on verse 3. Okay, verse 13 is okay. And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, will you not have done it? How much more when he says to you, wash and be clean? Verse 14. 
Verse 14. So he went down deep seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. When you seek the Lord for recovery, God is able to restore your heart, your peace, your joy, like that you have when you are very young, like a little child. That's what I like there. God can restore your strength, your peace, your joy, your blessing in an amazing way. Never you seek help or healing from a strange God. Your healing will come up back again. Your blessing will come up back again. Whatever it is that you have lost, you will recover all in the name of Jesus. You know how David did this? He encouraged himself in the Lord and he sought the Lord and the Lord gave him recovery. Whatever it is that you have missed this year, the Lord will give you complete recovery. Maybe you are even sick. You will recover from this sickness in the name of Jesus. Maybe you have a wound. You will recover from the wound in the name of Jesus. Maybe you have a dislocation. You will recover back in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you have a pain of the past and you are saying, I don't know who fits it. You will recover in the mighty name of Jesus. Without fail, you will recover totally in the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Somebody said, you don't have a thief not to steal. There are two things you do when you see a thief. Number one, you make it difficult for thief to steal from you. Extremely difficult. Thief that we steal, we know is in trouble. We do a lot of things. Number two, when you see a thief, you pursue to recover what he has stolen. Hello, somebody. So you can't ask a bear not to fly over your head. A bear will fly. Some things will happen that you don't like, but you don't sit down and watch the enemy take away your joy. You pursue and recover. And as you recover, the Lord will give you complete victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two thing that guarantees complete victory in life is divine dedication. Strong love for fellowship. I know as the day of the Lord is drawing near, not many people have strong love towards assembly, towards fellowship again. You say, what will I get there? But you know, there is no coach without a training center. You never see anybody in sport that don't have a place. You can't say, uh, please, train me in my room. I showed you a story last Sunday. Was it last Sunday? About a man that wanted to run 400 meters. And he was doing practice in his room. His friend was doing coach for him. They measured, oh yeah, run here, run here. Without the feed. On the day of the match, he failed woefully. So also is everyone that is born for science and wonder. The place of fellowship is a place of mass miracle. No, God, speak to me in my room. If you want to bless me, there are some encounter you will never have until there is a compound fellowship, a corporate anointing like this. You can never have it. Including pastors. So I'm not just talking to you. The moment you lose interest in fellowship, you have lost your dedication to God. When you lose your dedication to God, certain things will begin to crept in your life. Anytime you feel that you are losing a battle, you increase your dedication for fellowship. Strong love for fellowship. Strong love. In the days of my power, my people shall be willing. 
What does it mean to be willing? My people will be dedicated to my things. And I'm showing you the secret right now. The place of fellowship is the place of healing. I am amazed at times how some of you behave. You are looking for something and you are running away from God. You have a prayer request. You should be the first person to come here. First person. You go there. I was here in the morning. Came here and I was praying. And somebody walking. And he moved down and knelt down to God. God, I have come to seek you. He was asking for something. And God is seeing him. But you are the one that is having a problem. You are the one that is doing like this. So I think party praise worship. No. You don't care. You are not dedicated. There is no strong fellowship in your heart towards God. You must show it. You have to be dedicated. That is how only men attracted divine intervention and encounter in their fears. You have to show strong passion, strong dedication. If you know that you can't recover from any other way, that there is only one hope for you, that God must be served. Lord, they call your name in this place. I must be blessed. I have told you this story several times. I was on my way. And we had a problem along Abuja Road. The fake would stop. We were going for an interview. My wife was traveling somewhere. I can't remember where that is. And I said to her, there must be a church here to seek the face of God. Let's go for a church here. And pray and talk to God. Maybe there is a reason why the fake who had issue. And I said, oh, look at this church. No redeem. I can't even remember the name of the church. It was a church. It was mountain of fire. We entered the place. Lie down. Two things surprised me. It was not the day of their fellowship. It was not only me and my wife. There are some other people. I saw some people with their documents on the altar praying. In the day of my power, my people with so strong passion for fellowship. Because it's, it's a training center for science and wonder. How are you able to do your own? If you cannot take among the corporate things. At times, all that God needs you to do is to appear in Zion. Why? But that's chapter 1, verse 17. Oman Zion. There shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. We are Oman Zion. I know all of you love Psalm 102, verse 13 and 14. But you read 13, you don't read 14. That's why it's not happening in your life. Psalm 102, verse 13 says, The Lord will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to fulfill has come. Yea, your set time has come. Verse 14. He said for your servant, love your stone and the dust thereof. Look at it. For your servant take pleasure in her stone and show favor to her dust. You have passion, dedication to things of God. You are not lukewarm. The devil is cheating you when you are lukewarm towards fellowship. Hebrew chapter 10 verse 12. He said, do not forsake the fellowship of brethren. That is where there is warmth. That is where there is signs and wonder. That is where there is miracle. Everyone that has encountered God in an unusual way knows in place of church. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I was far at the back at a church. Sometimes I go in church. I was sitting at the back. The man of God was preaching. And I started shedding tears. Because I was having a divine encounter. And I said, God, let it be my turn now. Let it be my turn. This fellowship is not ordinary for me. I was crying. And I turned to the wall and I prayed. And the Lord heard me. I was somewhere in the camp. And they invited a man to preach. It's your turn to shine. 
I carry chairs on my head like a baby. Like a baby. I was already walking there. Fellowship. When you have strong love for the fellowshipping of brethren together, you enjoy a lot of encounter easily. Anytime the devil wants to kill a man like a lion, he will first separate him from the fellowship. He will be weak towards the things of God. Look, as you are weak towards fellowship, you will also be weak in your heart. Because the easiest way to catch fire is among fellowship. I don't feel like singing, but somebody is singing. I say, okay, let me join them. I don't even feel like joining, but I singing. The fire that is coming from the altar is also firing me from within. He's shaking all the weakness away. Before I know what is happening, my spirit becomes free and I'm delivered. It can only happen on Zion. You are thinking on your bed. You will think and think and think till you die. Because the church is the place of hope. When you feel weak, go to church. You feel happy, go to fellowship. You feel like praying, go to church. You feel like dancing, go to church. Dedication to the things of God is what brings victory. When Joseph had a problem, three kings were against him. He said, please, let's go to God. He sanctified a vast. All of us, let's go to church. As they were worshipping the Lord. He said, we don't know how to fight this multitude though. As they were worshipping together. Nobody said this one is a king. Nobody said this one is a minister. Nobody said this one is a prophet. As they were singing and shouting and praying together. Everything means together. In the company of a corporate anointing. Somebody said, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Go out here to meet them tomorrow. The Lord will give you feet. He said, prophesy. And they mention her name. And Joseph said, what shall we do? Let's stay singers and begin to sing. What are we going to sing? The mercy of the Lord endureth forever. And when they got there, the Lord sent ambushment against their enemy and they had victory. Where did they get that victory? The beginning of that victory was in their corporate fellowship anointing. Watch it. If you are going to have complete victory in life, you will have strong passion for fellowshipping. Because that is where your victory will come from. You can't be victorious in life until you are dedicated to fellowship. I'm saying this with every sense of responsibility. As the days of the Lord is coming near, so many people will lose interest in fellowship. It is fellowship that brings fire. It is fellowship that brings revival. It is fellowship that brings blessing. You must be dedicated to the things of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 46. The Bible says the apostles gathered daily. Gathered daily. How many times have we gathered this week? Maybe three times or two times or four times. For some of you, it's maybe four times. Maybe Wednesday, Friday morning, and today. Three times. Some of you are gathering here for the first time in a week. But the apostles in their time, they gathered daily, eat communion daily. The fire of God was among them. In Acts chapter 6 verse 8, the Bible says, And Stephen, who was appointed as somebody to give food, was full of the Holy Spirit. Not in his room. It was in the gathering that he contacted the anointing. Look at it. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders, signs among the people. That is where we are coach. You are coach. It must be registered in your mind that fellowship 
is what came to my fire. I must be there. Anyone, your best friend in church is somebody that is encouraging you to go to church. No matter how you feel, your worst enemy is somebody that is telling you, say, hey, Lord, you know, Lord Jerry, I encounter somebody that was weak. One week, one week leaders among us. And he said to me, he said, I met a soul person yesterday. I was asking, will you come to church tomorrow? And he said, no. I said, Konid. So I discouraged him. So he said, I know what you will do for me that will make me encourage him to come. I know it's because I don't feel good. That's why I don't encourage anybody. I said, don't encourage the person to come. Even you too, stop coming. You will see the effects. I'm a pastor, I'm telling you. I'm not lying. Today, that person is showing the effect now. He has not only left the church, he has also left the faith. Himself is discouraged. He's doing abnormal thing now. All man of bad report concerning him. You can't leave fellowship, dedication, and love for the fellowship of the saint and remain the same. No matter who you are. It doesn't matter the fire you carry. The fire will die. You begin to behave like unbeliever. I know some of them are hearing me now. All over the world, you are hearing me. It does not matter where you be. If you don't have interest in fellowship, before you know it, you will marry second wife. It does not matter where you are. Whether in UK or Germany. It is fellowship that gives us complete victory in life. You must have strong love for the fellowship of the brethren. That's what keeps your fire alive. It's when I say, communion service, where can I be other than the presence of God? Who will be there if I'm not there? That is dedication and strong passion for fellowship. You must place your faith in his power. Not in your own ability. Your faith must be placed in God's power. Not in what you can do for yourself. Your faith must be placed in God's power. Not yourself. And you are not here because of me. You are here because there is a corporate anointing that touches everybody and makes us get better. You are the one that is losing when you don't come. You are the one. Because you miss the corporate anointing that can translate your life. Hebrew chapter 12 verse 22 to 24. Everybody look at what he says. Hebrew chapter 12. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable companies of angels. When you come to church, you have come to the city of the living God, where so many angels reside. Anytime we gather like this, there were angels on number that are here. Angels, unlimited angels. And anything can happen. Anything can happen. Somebody said he was in church like this. I think Brother Julius also shared a testimony like that. One other woman came to church and said he was in church and he saw angel giving baby. He saw angels. Angels are here as I'm talking. Innumerable company of angels. Anytime you gather saints together, there are so many angels around. Look at you. To the general assembly, the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. Verse 24. Look at what it says. To Jesus. That's what church means. The mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speak better things than that of Abel. Anytime you come to church, you hear better things than judgment. You can think about it and say, I don't know what I'm going through. 
Maybe this is a generational cause. Maybe I, this is what's happening to me because of my mother. Maybe I deserve punishment. Maybe something is doing me. But the moment you land into the church of the living God, better things will be released concerning your life. Not the blood of Abel. The church of the living God is what will revise us. The church of the living God will speak better things into our life. The church of the living God is what gives back to hope. You continue to be hopeless and casted until you come to the general assembly. Strong fellowship for the things of God. Dedication. Divine dedication to the things of God. Strong love for fellowshipping is what guarantees victory in life. I've never seen anybody committed to fellowshipping. Oh, that we don't enjoy unusual healing and unusual touch. My friend, this place, and I'm saying with all humility, is my hospital. I'm not boasting. Because God told me, as long as you keep fellowshipping and watching with me, I will touch you in every service to heal you. He has never failed me. And my wife knows, not only God, that I have strong love for fellowshipping. Because I know in the presence of the Lord, there is not only joy, there is power. Nothing can be compared to this fellowship. Nothing whatsoever can be compared. So don't let the devil deceive you and tell you that uh, the church is like a petrol station. Once you are filled, you move away. You move away, before you move an inch, you are dried up. All the fuel you think you have got are empty. Because there is something in corporate anointing that put fire in your bones, that make you signs and wonders to your world. You must have strong passion for fellowshipping. You must be dedicated to fellowshipping. So when you are coming to church, you are coming as if you are coming for work. The day I started coming early to rule attendance in this place for all our workers, I would just come around 8.10. I will rule and sign with Red Bayrou. The next day, 7.30, all of them are in office. Just because I did it once. How many times? Kenny, how many times did I rule that thing, the attendant? Four or five times. And they start calling each other. I did not say anything, no. I did not say a single word. I just moved to the security post. Get me a ruler and I just sign. They say, I'm going to be talking about the news or do it by. What you sign? They'll be calling each other. Where are you? Can't you sign? I've not signed after that time. And what happened after that time? People started coming. Eh? You see how people behave to the things of this world. If God is here, angel is here to rule the attendance for you, will you not be a latecomer? What will God count you to be? You are late. You are still discussing outside. You, you know, they started singing, but you are still saying, eh, I want to move here. I want to There is no passion in you to run that I'm missing something. I'm late. And God is watching you outside. He's from inside, but he's watching you. He's seeing your dedication towards his things. You get signs and wonder when you have a strong love for fellowshipping. By any means, you know they are praying and you are running inside. I don't want to miss the prayer. You are running. God is seeing the heart that you have for him. Because when you are dedicated towards fellowship, love and favor follow you easily and you enjoy complete victory. I know in the office where I worked before, 
if you tell a staff that I'm going to report you in Obomasho, they will use every angel in their family to beg you. If you don't hear, they will curse you. Because they know once you report, salary one dollar, dear, dear, promotion suffer, dear, dear, dear. Nobody joke with his job. But so many people are joking with God. And God is watching. You want victory? You must so strong fellowship. Strong love for fellowshipping. If your heart is going down, talk to your heart and say, that is where there is fire. I must catch fire. Whichever church you have decided to attend, let it be known that you have dedication, commitment, and love towards the things of God. My wife was telling me, uh, one of my best friends that is getting married, how they were interviewing them and wrote a letter to the husband-to-be church pastor. Tell us whether this guy is dedicated, whether he's committed, whether he's coming to church. He said the only thing they have not asked him to do is to bring the pastor from Lagos to come and testify. You know why? There are so many people that claim that they are born again and they have no affection for anything in the house of God. They are not committed in any way. They are born again. They say, I'm born again. Well, leave me. Leave me. I'm not committed. If you ask, if you have not given your life to Christ, raise up your hand. Nobody will raise up his hand. Are all of you born again? Yes. Let's see how many people that will come on Wednesday fellowship. They are not committed. It's not in their mind. God is number last. Have you forgotten that he's a jealous God? He knows the way you treat your job. You know how committed you are. If your boss gives you a deadline, you know how. You will do everything to please a man. Are you committed to fellowshipping? Are you in love? Are you dedicated to the things of God? Or the things of God is number last in your life. Complete victory comes when you place your faith in his power. Not in your ability or your job. I know some of you, oh, you take your career so seriously. But the things of God, you take it like a desikale. God is watching you. God wants people that are seriously in love with him. When you are in love with him, we settle your bill, settle your problem, take care of you, and show you his victory power. You will never lose any battle again in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 41, verse 32. Genesis chapter 1, verse 32. Joseph said, the only reason why this dream was double, Genesis chapter what? Chapter 30 what? Genesis 41, verse 32. Look at what Joseph said. The dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. You know what my Bible says? God will do it very soon. Let me tell your neighbor, say, God will do it very soon. I can't hear you. Say it again. The Pharaoh did not ask how soon. You know, when somebody say, God is coming your way to bless you. He say, when will God come? Pharaoh did not say, how soon? Pharaoh said, today you are appointed as an officer. Go and gather food. Go and do this. Go and do that. The dream was repeated twice. There are some of you that God has spoken to two times on an issue. And yet you refuse to do anything about it. Joseph came out of the prison and said, the dream was repeated two times because God has made up his mind concerning this issue. And God is committed to do it. And very soon, it will come to pass. Pharaoh said, let's begin now to prepare for God we do. So that God can save this land 
and save everybody that is attached to us. He said, is there anybody as wise as you are? Let's choose this man as the one that we gather food. And they started doing what God said from the day that he, he got the interpretation of the dream. That is commitment. That is dedication. You don't hear a word of God and say, begin to fold your hand and say, well, say, be God said very soon. God, when it is near, tell me. There will be seven years of farming. There will be seven years of abundance. There will be seven years of abundance. There will be seven years of farming. Let Pharaoh gather food by a man that is wise so that the land will be preserved. The thing is repeated twice because God is determined to do it and God will do it very soon. When God gives you a promise, God will do it very soon. But your dedication will bring it to pass on time. It is your dedication, sir. It's your dedication, man, that will bring the promise to pass. So Pharaoh said, let's choose a man now that begin to effect what we have said. And they started. You know the, 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 the beauty of the testimony? God did not only use Joseph to preserve the Egyptians. God, by his own mercy and power, because of this act of dedication, save Israel as a nation from perishing. That's what dedication will do. He said, after all, I don't have any responsibility now. Some of you, you are students. You are thinking, it's not time for me to serve God. You never know whether God has called you to this place to be a deliverer for your family by your dedication. You never know. Joseph was a young boy from prison. And he said he's going to do it. And the Lord used him. The Lord will use you. Pharaoh was an unbeliever. He started doing what God said. Beginning from now, be dedicated to the voice of the Lord. And you enjoy complete victory in Jesus' name. Number three thing that guarantees complete victory is divine creativity. A lot of you think that holiness is enough. Holiness is not enough without thinking. You have to be inspired and be creative. In Luke chapter 15, verse 17 to 18, the prodigal boy came to his senses and he created an alternative way out. Once you are inspired by God, you will be creative. Inspiration is number one thing that gives back to creativity. You must be creative. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, verse 18. Job chapter 32, verse 8. Anyone you see, you can read it. You must be creative in life. Creativity give back to victory. But when he had come to himself, he said, How many of my father's higher servants have bread enough to eat and to, pe- and, and to spare? And I perish. I will go to my father. He was thinking. Anytime you are facing crisis, what God wants to put on is your creative cap. Begin to think. Is there any way that God has made? Is there any solution available? Is there anything for me to do? You must be creative. Laban was like a slave. I mean, Jacob was like a slave in the house of Laban for 40 years. And he said, let me determine my wages. He drew speckle and wrinkle on the wood placed before the animal. So I saw the Lord placing, drawing picture before the animal in my dream. And he did it. And the animal produced according to his kind. He was creative. How is he? was creative in time of farming. He dug well. And he started irrigation. He was creative. Joseph was creative as a prisoner. All our covenant father, they were not just thinkers. They were creative thinkers. They were investors. Inventors, rather. They invent things. They create way out of no way. So it is not enough that you are praying. Why am I saying this? The elder brother of the prodigal boy said, I've been working faithfully. 
you never celebrated me. He said, all things are yours. Create a way out. Be creative in life, and when you are creative, your blessing will come. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, verse 18. Proverbs, Job chapter 32, verse 8. Put it there. Psalm 104, verse 24. Which one are we having now? Wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. May the Lord give you wisdom for creativity. Are you say amen very well? Job 32 verse 8. Job 32 verse 8. Okay, but there is a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty gives him understanding. May the breath of the almighty gives you understanding. You are not saying amen very well. May the Lord make you a creative person. Psalm 104 verse 24. Look at what he says. Psalm 104 verse 24. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh Lord, how manifold manifold are your works in wisdom. You have created them all. The earth is full of your possession. The earth is full of your resources. The earth is full. The word of God is also full of blessing. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. The word of God is full of every opportunity that you ever need. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine. Is profitable for reproof. Is profitable for correction. For instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That a man of God, every man of God in this place, may be what? That a man of God may be what? Complete. The word of God is for your completion. Thoroughly what? Equipped for every good work. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I receive grace for creativity. I will never be stranded in the mighty name of Jesus. Job chapter 32 verse 7 and 9 says that wisdom does not belong to the aged. So don't say, it's because I'm old. Or it's because I'm young. You can be young and be creative. You can be young and be creative. How do I become creative in life? Your focus must be on looking at God for solution. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. We all with open face, with mental focus, beholding the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed daily by the spirit of the Lord. When you are focusing that there must be a way out. As you are coming to church, you are allowing God to speak to your mind. You are not just carrying Bible for doctrine or for people to just see that you are religious. I know some people think that scarf is synonymous with wisdom. Scarf is not synonymous with wisdom. No. In fact, it will be foolish of you to be wearing, carrying scarf of an issue and you are empty up here. Or you are smelling. No unbeliever will be able to pity you. In the mighty name of Jesus. The glory of the Lord will rest upon you. The creativity of God will rest upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. When you are creative, you enjoy complete victory. When you are creative, you enjoy what? Complete victory. When you are creative, you enjoy what? Complete victory. When you are creative, you enjoy what? Complete victory. All you have to ask yourself, where am I now? Where can I be? What is it that is missing? You are not only praying, but you are thinking creatively that things can get better. I've told Tosin, 
I say, where you are doing your teaching practice is an opportunity. Make sure creatively that in that school they love you and they want to retain you. You can create an impression now that will guarantee your job and you are blessed forever. Because it's one of the best paying schools around. For Mr. Royalty School. I say, it's grace that has taken you there. But make sure you work with dedication in such a way that they will say, no, this boy is an indispensable person. Be lawyer, be dedicated, be creative. Don't let the opportunity slip by. Because if you apply from outside, it might be difficult. But now that you are there, make sure you take something out of it creatively. It does not matter what you have. If you are creative, what you have will produce what you need in life. Yes, you keep planning how to improve. It does not matter. You can start small. With creativity, you can enlarge and increase. You are not somebody that will be begging for everybody and because you can't create anything. The elder brother of the prodigal boy said, I've been working your house. You have given me nothing. He said, because you are not thinking. Think on a way for me to celebrate you. God is not the one stopping you or limiting you. It's because you have refused inspiration. You are not creative. That's why you are the same level. You are the same level. Watch anyone that I've never seen lack. Victor, the day you came here, there was no accommodation for you. You were disappointed. There was nothing. No way to pay for your school fees. And I asked you, Victor, what can you do? What did you bring here? You are coming as a school. You are a mature student. You are not a small boy. Have you learned anything before? And he said, I am a tailor. I can sew very well. I said, there you have accommodation here. That thing that you say you know how to do will pay for your school fees and feed you. How many uniforms have you made this semester alone? Huh? 72. For heads. I say, be here, here. Stay here. Any new student that we have, you sow it for them. You don't need anywhere. God has provided for you. You are coming to school with a skill. So we made him a resident tailor. Resident tailor. You are just coming. You are go to him. And he said he has made 72 uniforms. Come on. Look at what you have. Most of you, you make God look helpless. I will ask some people, what is your interest? I don't know. Do you want to sell? I don't know. Do you want to work? I don't know. I just want to succeed. You want to succeed on what? Is it on fraud? Be creative. What is it that God has endowed you with? How are you starting out your life? Create a plan and a ladder. Stop being a prayer project. Be creative. Let inspiration come to you. What is it that you are bringing? That you are saying, God, bless this work and create a way for me out of it. If somebody asks you or you walk into this place, ask yourself, what can I do? What can I add? That is creativity. I cannot think for you. You have to think for yourself. Because if I'm thinking for you, you will think I'm forcing you. And I don't want to force any man. God will not do anything without your mind. So that your profit will not be as as of necessity. It must come from within you. You have to be thinking creatively. What can I do to improve my life? What can I do? Anybody that is celebrating anyone that cannot think is killing them. The only way to actually actualize your destiny 
have complete victory is to sit down and think creatively a way out of trouble. If a prodigal boy can think a way out, you are better than a prodigal boy. You are better than him. Look at the hands. Consider his ways and be wise. No ruler, no pastor, no vassier. He will constantly be providing meat even in time of scarcity. It's just a creativity. Creativity. You have to think. Life needs to get better. That is how to enjoy complete victory. God cannot help you when you cannot use your mind to think. In the midst of nothing, some are taking too much. And in the midst of nothing, some people are dying in the midst of plenty. Only because they cannot think. The labor of the foolish man wearies him because he does not know how to go to the city. God is the God of all. There is enough for all. I used to tell some people, I say, you can't be richer than the source. If you know you are coming from a poor home, put your thinking cap on. I know my background. I know my nature. I know where I'm coming from. It's time for me to sit down. And the moment you sit down, heaven begins to open doors for you. You begin to open doors for you. When you pray for help, God sent inspiration. That inspiration will lead to creativity. That creativity will lead to a way out. Know that you are just you are just praying and you are not inspired. You are not creative. You are not thinking. There is no obstacle that has taken you that is not common to man. The only thing that makes your life uncommon is your creative ability. You are creating something big out of a small thing. God is never unrighteous. He will always inspire you so that you can be relevant in this world. You must be creative. Complete victory. True recovery. You pursue what the enemy wants to take away from you and recover it back. Say no. Devil, you are not going to take my healing. Devil, you are not taking my prosperity. Devil, you can't take my children. Devil, come on, shut up there. You keep on pursuing whatever the enemy wants to steal from you until you have it the way you want it. Number two, you are dedicated to fellowship because that's how you put your trust in the power of God and not your power. You are trusting God for a corporate anointing. There is something that is called corporate anointing. Where your power is limited, the corporate anointing will level down the enemy. There is a corporate anointing in the house. When we sing together, there is power. When we pray together, there is power. When we listen to the word together, there is power. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there is not only joy, there is power. And number three, creativity. Trusting God for inspiration to create something. Because when you are creative, life becomes easy for you. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, inspire me for creativity. I refuse to be ordinary. I want to be inventors, not ordinary. Lord, help me to be creative. It does not matter what the world is going through. I will not go through the world is going through. I'm going to create something in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, by your grace. I'll become creative in life. I will move from glory to glory. As I look unto God, beholding him in the mirror, I will be inspired. And when I'm inspired, I'll be creative. Lord, speak to my mind. 
Speak to my brain. I receive grace to be creative. Raise your hands to heaven. Why, why will other people be creating something and you are creating nothing? You can create. You can invent. Lord, I receive grace to be creative in life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wisdom for creativity. Wisdom to create words. Wisdom to create job. Wisdom to create opportunity. Wisdom to create way out of no way. Lord, I receive it today. In the name of Jesus. I receive wisdom for creativity. So that I can march forward. Lord, I receive it. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Somebody say, the righteous man, amen. amen. Now, raise your hands to heaven. Say, as I pursue, I will recover all. Everything that the enemy has stolen from me, I pursue them today. Oh yeah, go ahead and begin to pray. I pursue my head. I pursue my blessing. Some of you are not even praying. I pursue. I pursue my joy. Go ahead and pursue. stolen from me i pursue without fail i recover all in the name of jesus i pursue i recover all i recover my joy i recover my earth in the name of jesus without faith you have to pursue it is recovery that brings victory you must recover whatever the enemy has stolen if you are keeping quiet you are keeping quiet on your own on your own. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, my fellowshiping together, let it not be in vain. I receive the corporate anointing, corporate fire, corporate blessing in the mighty name of Jesus mega healing go ahead and begin to that is what cooperating does what you cannot receive on your own Lord by your spirit I receive it this morning my coming to church is not in vain I receive corporate inspiration corporate anointing creative ability of God in the mighty name of Jesus innumerable company of angels I receive the blessing of the Lord coming upon me in an unusual way in the ne- come and open your mouth and pray. Yeah, as, as I've got that here, Lord, corporate anointing, fresh fire, let it come upon me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Joseph said, God will do its own. And Pharaoh said, Let's begin now. That is dedication. Whatever God says he will do, he has started doing. You can never outsmart God. If God says he's going to rain, uh, you better begin to run. Because it's already raining in the spirit realm. Everything God has promised you, they will be fulfilled this month. Amen. Some of you are not saying amen. amen. Before the end of this month, enjoy complete victory. Amen. Raise your hands to heaven. I receive grace for dedication to your word, to fellowship, to the things of God. I will no longer be passive to the things of God. My spirit catch fire, catch love 
in the name of Jesus. I receive complete dedication. When God speaks, I will run with it. I will not be slothful concerning the things of God anymore. Some of you are just religious. You are just lukewarm. Lukewarm all the time. I receive grace for dedication. Grace for dedication to the things of God. I receive it now in the name of Jesus. I will not be lukewarm. The Bible said the seal of the Lord will do this. You must be dedicated to enjoy complete victory. You must be dedicated to enjoy complete victory in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Look, I had one woman in my church for some years. That woman was waiting for the fruit of the womb. I don't know the message I preach. After I finished preaching, she came up here and knelt down and she was weeping. I don't know which aspect of the message inspired her. I don't know. But she prayed and prayed and prayed. They were singing. She was not looking at anybody. She was just singing. I look at her and I say, God, whatever she's asking for. But my mind was about to be asking for a baby. Lord, give it to her. So I left. Very early in the morning, she came to my house. She said, Pastor, you have to lay hand on me. Confirm what you preach. My heart was full of burden because I've seen a consistency, a desperation to receive from the Lord. I say, whatever you ask from the Lord, may the Lord do it for you now. She conceived. She conceived. She conceived. Come on, you can dictate even divine intervention. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can touch the M of his garment, I'll be made whole. Not, not anything will be, let it be. Anything will be, let it be. God will forever be God. No matter what happens. But you are the one that will say, no Lord, you can do this thing for me. And he will do it for you. Raise your hands forever. What is it that you want God to do for you this year that will make you happy? I don't know your mind. Don't say, pastor is not praying for me. I'm praying for you. And for you are the one that will determine what will give you your joy. And when you pray with dedication, God will hear you. Lord, answer my prayer in this area. Enough is enough. I want your blessing in this area. I want to be happy. If it's open door you want, ask him to give you open door. If it's favor that you need, ask him to give you. You might be with tears, but you must be interested in what you want God to do for you. You have to say it yourself. Lord, do this thing for me and I'll be happy. Do this thing for me. Complete my house for me. Lord, give me the land that I want. Open your mouth and say it. There's a corporate anointing here. There's a corporate anointing here. And when you pray, God hears. God hears you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Father, hear the prayer of your people. And answer them because of your love. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help them to receive your creative ability. Help them to recover all without fail in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has taken away from them, let it be recovered. Lord, by your power, let it be recovered. Lord, by your grace, let it be recovered. What you have promised to do, Father, fulfill in the name of Jesus. Don't let your people disappointed. Give them a living testimony. 
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah.